Hey, hey, we can feel it too. It's good to be back with my guys, Chris and Kerry. I'm Mike, one third of the Deep Cover podcast. Coming to you not quite a full week after the Super Bowl. It's Thursday night uh, that we're recording this. So, you know, a couple more days uh, before we're a full week removed. But, you know, the Super Bowl has been decided. Kansas City Chiefs, although I was pulling for the Eagles, <laughs> the Chiefs were able to get it done. Um, you know, a little, little controversy there at the end, but I respect everybody on the Eagles team, right down to James Bradbury, man, for kind of manning up and owning it and just saying, hey, it's what it is. It's what it is. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to make no excuse for the holding call or anything. Nobody really, you know, tried to blame the field or anything. So I get there to a man, like everybody who was interviewed on their team, nobody made any excuses. Everybody stood on their their own their own two and and you know owned everything. So I respect them. But you know, Pat Mahomes is is he's firmly established his Hall of Fame career already. <laughs> it was five, six years into into his career. He's a Hall of Famer, no doubt. Um, but man, there's been a lot that's happened even since the Super Bowl. We got head coaches getting hired, we got offensive coordinators getting hired, particularly for the Ravens, Todd Mocking. I mean, it's just been a whole bunch that's happened in a short period of time, you know, just a few days after the Super Bowl. So we'll we'll probably get into a little bit of that as well. But we got something special. Let me uh, let me check in with the guys first before I tee that up. Something a little bit different that we haven't done before that I think should be a fun little exercise. But um, like I said, it's good to always be back, man, with Chris and Kerry, my guys. Get to talk ball, get to talk life. Uh, they get to keep me on track so I don't forget too much. Uh, <laughs> I'll start with you, Chris, man. How you doing? How's everything been going? I'm doing well, man. Getting into the nitty gritty of, uh, you know, tape watching and actually being able to talk to people about draft prospects now. Because for a little bit there, I was feeling like Will Smith and I Am Legend when he was talking to the to the uh, mannequin. <laughs> so um, it's, it's good to bounce some ideas off of folks now who, who are getting into the film. You know, outside of of you and Dane, nobody else really runs in that stratosphere. It's just y'all two. And so then, you know, as the, as we get into the offseason, you know, a little, little deeper, the rest of us start to try to catch up with y'all. But y'all been in the game all year long. Um, so respect. Uh, Carrie, speaking to somebody who's in the game all year long, just put out some dynasty content. Uh, you know, you can, you can find that at uh, – on Twitter, the deep cover um, Twitter account. Of course, me and Chris probably retweeted it a couple times. And like I said, get that pimping in your life, okay? When when, <laughs> when Gary puts out content, you need to get it uh, because it's it's going to lead to good things, right? It's going to lead to wins. It's going to lead to money in your pocket. Just, you know, all of the good things are going to come your way. But uh, I know you've been busy, man, Carrie, between the, the Dynasty stuff, NBA, you was in those streets for a minute, and now we got the draft stuff. How you been, man? I'm good, man. Just trying to focus in, man. I had to give myself a couple of day break from that NBA DFS life, man. It was, you know, cutting into other stuff I needed to get done. So to really crank that dynasty stuff out, to finish up the uh, Super Bowl and the DFS, all that stuff, had to you know put the NBA to the side for a little while. So I'll probably jump back into it next week at some point. But you know, I'm I'm ready to dive right into um to these prospects man it's time to get going 
It is time to get going. And that's a that's a very good segue. I tell you, man, it's it's easy when you work with professionals, you know what I'm saying? They make you they make your job easy. Uh I mentioned we were gonna do something a little bit different. We thought it was, you know, uh, kind of a cool idea and would be fun. Um, we're gonna do a draft, but we're gonna do a draft of senior and shrine bowl players. So uh it's not a full 11. We're not drafting a full on like 11 on offense, 11 on defense. We're kind of just doing like core position groups. Um, I got to remember, this is going to be audio only. So I got to like actually say what they are. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, O-line, D-line, linebacker, and DB. Now within some of those position groups like O-line, D-line, and DB, it could be a tackle. It could be an interior O-lineman. It could be an edge player, it could be an interior defensive tackle or defensive lineman, it could be a safety or it could be a corner. So it may sound like it's a little bit limiting, but it's really not. We really get to pick, you know, whoever we want um, within all of those different categories. And so we uh, we've got our draft order. We went by our in-season records, which means I go last because I came in long. <laughs> Here he goes first because he won the league and <laughs> goes second. Um and I got my little timer here. Like, you know, we did a, a, a mock NFL draft a couple of years ago, and we put ourselves on the same time clock, same time limits that they have uh, per pick and, and per round in the NFL. But we're not going to get that serious with it. I, I think I told the guys I do like four minutes per pick, but it's just going to kind of be on my phone in the background. It's not going to be real stressful. I don't think we really even going to need it. Uh, but just, you know, to add a little extra, little extra spice to it. All right. So, with no further ado, Carrie, you're on the clock with the first pick in the 2023 deep cover. This is a long title. Senior <laughs> Bowl and Shrine Bowl Draft. So, first pick off top, I'm jumping in. It, this may be a reach, but I got to make sure I get my guy. Tajay Spears, mm. running back. The dude is just a blend of suddenness and explosion that is just crazy to me. I, I sent the guys a run the other day, 60-yard touchdown run he had. I just couldn't stop watching the run. Uh, you know, this is guy. Now, you know, there's medicals with him that, you know, are going to have people concerned. He's not the biggest guy, but I think he's a low-to-the-ground compact guy. And I forget who it was. Um, I want to say Emory Hunt um, said this. He was talking about um, uh, who was the little back that got drafted by the Bears. Tariq oh, Cohen. Cohen. Yeah, it was Cohen. And people talked about his size and concern about, you know, durability and how he can hold up. But when you watch tape, he was so quick, so elusive that nobody could ever hit him heads up anyway, so it didn't matter. <laughs> so as long as you avoid, you know, the kill shots by getting out of bounds when you need to, those kind of things, guys like these can have long and productive careers. And so and he's not that small, so he's not in that realm. But I think he's a guy that that is just going to be able to impact the game in so many different ways. Um, and, you know, he's a guy that you're going to be able to get you know, probably in the third round, um, maybe fourth round, but they're you know, just a really, really fun player, tough player, explosive player uh, that you can be be real creative with when those guys you just get the ball in space and get out the way. You know, on that run, 
he jumped over one of his um, own teammates and then juked the guy <laughs> as he landed. So, you know, that that's a guy I had to make sure was a priority to me um, and make sure I, I locked him up. So I'm, I'm taking him with that first pick. Okay, Gary breaking the cardinal rule, taking running back in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> cardinal rule of analytics. Uh, they're gonna, they gonna have they're gonna yeah. have your head for that, Gary. Yeah, man. Cardinal, now, I'm not I didn't saying, think about that. I didn't even think about that. I'm not saying that's our rule, but that is cardinal rule of uh, analytics yeah. on Twitter. Don't take running backs in the first round. But <laughs> when you see a guy with that, it's our draft. We do what the hell we want. When you see a guy with that kind of juice and who can layer moves together like that and, you know, can can do some of the things he's shown he can do in the passing game, that's just a guy you want on your team. So all that other stuff can, you know, can go wherever. Uh, I like that pick, and I'm actually a little jealous. I rem- I was sharing this – the people who are listening aren't going to be able to see this, but I was sharing the screen to, like, show everybody the picks, but then I forgot. Like I also have like my little board on that screen. So I'm like, all right, I can't, <laughs> I can't be switching back and forth. <laughs> so they see my board. I'm gonna have to like drop it down and pull it back up. All right. Anyway, enough of that talking for me, Chris, you're up next uh, with the second pick. All right. So with the second pick, I'm heading to the, to the shrine bowl. Okay. And I'm going to go with my man, Xavier, AKA Zay mm. flowers. Mm. Um, strong, strong, dynamic little dude. Uh, I, I get the concerns about his height, but there are dudes who are six four who do not play like they are six four, and then there are little dudes like Jahan Dotson who are five ten and play way bigger than that. Mm-hmm. And I believe Xavier Flowers is one of those people. Um, and not only being able to you know go over the top and and be able to play some of that big man game, but just dynamic enough to take the top off a of defense to be able to you know catch a screen underneath and be able to you know create big time yardage. It, it's and when you look at him week in week out, there was nobody else for defenses to game plan against, and every week he was able to produce somehow, whether it was on a carry, whether it was receiving. There were even times where they asked him to throw the damn ball. And, <laughs> you know, guys didn't even get open, and he was able to score a touchdown because he pulled the ball down and ran it in for a long touchdown. So, you know, this guy could do a little bit of everything, and and I do believe he has first-round talent. Now, will he be drafted in the first round? I'm not sure. We've seen teams be a little bit, you know, inch a little bit and be more comfortable taking – these smaller wide receivers, not as small as uh, Flowers. But um, I I do think that, you know, we're moving more and more into an NFL world where their teams are comfortable taking those smaller guys and and being able to put them in positions to succeed like we've seen with, you know, the Jalen Waddles of the world, the, uh, you know, uh, what's the other dude's name? Uh, Devontae Smith of the world. You know, we've seen them be comfortable being able to utilize these guys for, you know, what they do best and not asking them, all right, you go play the X, you know, the, the way we would see square peg round hole type of situations in the NFL. So I'm going to go with Zayvon Flowers because I, I have a plan for him. Um, I'm the OC of this team, so I know exactly how to use him. I like it. I like it. That's a great pick. Uh, a guy who I was hoping maybe would slide down the board to me didn't happen. 
So now I've got a dilemma. Uh, I was also thinking about going wide receiver with my first pick, somebody I have in mind. But I'm also a defensive guy at heart. Y'all know I, I love defense through the fire zone show with Denard. Uh, so it's kind of hard for me to go away from the defense just based on the board and who's available uh, from both games. So I think with my first pick, I'm going to stay on the defensive side. And, you know, we know this thing is is about quarterbacks and, you know, you either got to have a quarterback or you got to have a way to affect a quarterback on defense. So I'm going pass rusher and I'm going to go with Will McDonald. Mm. I'm going to go with Will McDonald as my pick. I'm not just doing that because of the video of him jumping over cars at the senior ball. <laughs> but, you know, you, you look at a guy who put up back-to-back seasons of double-digit sacks um, in the Big 12. I know it's the Big 12, but still, um, you just see a guy who is athletic, who has length, who's able to kind of bend and turn the corner at the top of the rush. Uh, you know, got that nice little inside spin move that he likes to work off of his his speed rush outside. So, you know, a guy who, you know, is he somebody who you probably want to have in on first and second down and run situations? Yeah, maybe not ideally, not a point of attack kind of guy, more of a um, a backside, you know, chase down or, you know, sort of a slippery penetrator kind of guy to kind of slip blocks and get in the backfield. But for me, I'm just looking for that guy on defense who can help affect the quarterback and who's got some juice, you know, on the defensive line. So that's my pick. Um, the last pick of the first round. So now we're into the second round. We're back up to Karras. Yeah, so I'm going to get my other guy that I mentioned um, as a sleeper, as a favorite of mine early in this process. And I'm going to the receiver position and uh, taking uh, Jaden Reed um, out of Michigan State. <laughs> <laughs> about to do like a Mike Grable in my room. I'm going to get up and walk out. <laughs> I like his build. I like his suddenness. Um, I like his ability after the catch. Um, I really feel like, you know, you're looking at some of these late first, early second round receivers, and I think he's a reasonable enough facsimile to those guys getting him in the fourth round instead of that high-end capital. Um, I think he's a guy that can probably be more productive and probably be a better pro than he was a college player. And he was a good college player, um, but he wasn't in a situation where it was, um, you know, a voluminous um, kind of role all the time. Um, uh, And I I just feel like he has a little bit more um, from a bill standpoint. There's a lot of guys I like in this class, but then there's a lot of guys that, in the 170, you know, range that kind of scare me a tad bit for what I'm looking for as a guy going over the middle after the catch, those kind of things. So um, I think, you know, Jane Reed is a little bit bigger, um, you know, a little bit more of a uh, kind of sounder build. And, you know, again, I just, I just think that um, I think, like we we saw like a Robbers Woods comp. Me and Chris was talking about this with um, with Jackson Smith and Jigba, but I, I see those same kind of those same qualities in, in Jaden Reed. Honestly, I see um, you know some Robert Woods to his game. So you know, I think he's going to be a guy that is going to come in and going to going to produce uh, very early on in his uh, NFL career. Man, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. 
I guess on the plus side, you guys have both taken wide receiver, so I, I don't have any more pressure to uh, any more pressure to take wide receiver. But you both took the top two guys on my board, so that's a bit of a stinger. <laughs> uh, but hey, it's not my pick; it's Chris's pick. Chris, all right, you're up with your first pick in the second round. I have, I have a feeling I know who you're gonna go with too. <laughs> <laughs> I if I don't, <laughs> if I don't, yeah, take him anywhere in this draft. I know you're gonna call BS. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so with my second pick, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna pivot a little bit. I'm gonna go a little little surprising route. I'm gonna go with Luke Musgrave, uh, tight end. Nice, nice. Um, you know we've been on this Need for Speed kick, and you know he was by far one of the fastest tight end. No, he was the fastest tight end, but he was one of the fastest players down at the seat at the Senior Bowl. And this is a dude who would have a lot more hype if he didn't get hurt this season. And, you know, I think he's in the conversation for being top, if not the top, at least in the top three of this stacked uh, tight end class. Um, He's a guy that you could line up and you could do so many things with him. Uh, You know, he could beat you over the top, down the seam. He could take a little screen pass and, you know, he, he could go off. And with a dude like that, it's kind of like that that new age of of tight end that we've seen over the last few years where you know it, it's not the you know the Nick Boyles of the world it's not the you know slow and and lumbering kind of guys these are these souped up dudes who can you know pretty much play like wide receivers and Luke Musgrave he fits that to a T in it and I think having him you can create so many mismatches on the field so uh, he's going to be my my dude. Nice. I like it. You guys have got some real juice on uh, offense right now uh, <laughs> between your running back and wide receiver, wide receiver and tight end. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. All right. So with my pick, because I really don't have uh, the pressure again to do much offensively right now, I can kind of chill a little bit. I'm going to go defense again. And I think I am going to get called uh, for BS on this because I am going to pick a DB. It's probably not going to be who Chris is thinking. It's going to be uh, Darius Rush is the guy that I'm taking here. Who, who, I'm not even going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I know for sure. You, well, yeah, we'll save it to the end. We'll save it to the end because I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, but, yeah, right here I was kind of between Darius Rush and Tyreek Stevenson. Uh, I like Tyreek Stevenson a lot. I think he really kind of just confirmed a lot of stuff at the Senior Bowl from what you saw on his tape. Just, um, you know, good size, physical, fluid, you know, in terms of his movements and everything. But I think I lean towards Rush just because he surprised me. You know, like I watch his tape because, you know, you're watching South Carolina, you're watching Cam Smith, but you see Rush too, and it's solid. You know, nothing, nothing, you know, really super negative that that stood out. But I think I just didn't know that, he was going to measure in, you know, the way he did. I didn't think he was as tall as he, as he ended up measuring. I mean, he's 6'1", uh, 196 pounds, 32-inch arms. But you watch the way that he moved, and he had some of the best reps uh, in all of the one-on-one sessions, I think, all week long. And, you know, even some of the people who were covering the practices were saying, this guy's basically running the routes for the receivers. It's like he knew what they were going to run. And I mean, he's picking off balls, he's getting deflections. And so when I see a guy with that size who moved the way that he did, who played with those kind of instincts, 
And, you know, a guy who was recruited to South Carolina as a wide receiver, uh, played a little bit of quarterback slash wide receiver slash everything in high school, got recruited to South Carolina as a wide receiver, uh, I think had an injury that ended up causing him like a redshirt year, but then came, come up, you know, came off of that and they switched him over to DB. So, you know, we talk about this all the time in our little chat guys who haven't played a ton at a particular position and are still kind of growing into that and, and, you know, figuring out just how good they can be. So I'm looking at him as kind of an ascending type guy. Uh, and so that's going to be my pick. I've gone back to back defense, probably shocker to nobody who listens to the fire zone. <laughs> so now we flip around to the third round, top of the third round. We're back to you, Gary. So I'm going to go defense for the first time here. And uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this guy's name right. <laughs> I boy. think first name, I think he goes by Tommy for short. And last name, Adabare. Okay. Uh, defensive end, uh, kind of hybrid. And I've been kind of obsessed with these guys. And, you know, it's, it's kind of – it's more Ravens related, but it's also just NFL related in general. Um, just there could be a kind of market efficiency with these guys that people don't know what to do with. And to me, when you're looking at, um, I say this all the time, at AFC specifically, Mahomes, Josh Allen, um, Joe Burrow, you have to go through those guys to get where you want to go. I want as many bites at the apple as possible of guys that can get to the quarterback. And, you know, it's not always going to be a guy that is 6'5", 280 pounds, that checks every box that you want them to check. Um, Or, you know, as clean as far as, you know, specific edge rusher, bend, all these different things. But you can tap into a few things that a guy does well put them in a rotation, um, groom them, develop them. There's some guys in this draft that have some talent that, you know, can be tapped into. And I think he's one of those guys. Uh, I think he's a guy that can bring you some interior pass rush, um, you, you know, be a guy that can set a strong edge for you. Um, and I, I just think he's going to be a value. Um, so I, I really like him. I think he has some up tap, uh, untapped potential as well. So, um, you know, I'm dipping into the defensive pool with that pig. I like going with Tommy because uh, I had to go to Northwestern's website to try to get the phonetic <laughs> pronunciation <laughs> and the spelling of his name. It looks like it's Addy Tom, Addy Tommy Wa Addy Barre mm. is how they phonetically spell it out. But I think Tommy is what we're going to roll with <laughs> right now. <laughs> so Kerry gets his first pick on defense, on the defensive line. So now we're over to uh, Chris, his uh, first pick of the third round. Can I can I see the chart real quick? Because I kind of lost it. track. I, I lost it. track of who got who or who picked what. Um, okay. Okay, okay. No, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. It's okay. good. That's good. I don't, I don't need the big font just yet. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm staying on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and I'm going to go with the dude who, unfortunately, I feel like he would have had a lot more buzz had he been able to stay healthy. But I'm going with running back Roshan Johnson. Okay. Uh, B. John's back. Yeah. Um, that dude, you know, he was, you know, they were buzzing after the first day. Uh, from Roshan because he was catching the ball out of the backfield, running the ball, and 
looked like he was one of the only players who could pass protect. And, you know, as we know, I, Kerry was on his dude a couple months ago and, you know, let us know he was a former quarterback, you know, former Elite 11 guy, um, big time special teams dude. And, and you know, um, one of the, the heartbeat, the heart and soul of the Texas, the Texas offense. And, uh, he, you know, a guy like that, you know, with so much physical potential, uh, the intangibles that he brings as a leader to. And I, I just think this is one of those those rare cases that we see a guy who will end up being a better pro than he is a collegiate player. And it's, you know, it's no fault through his own of his own. It's just he was behind the best running back in the country in B. John Robinson. But I, I think whichever team drafts him will be getting a steal because uh, it, it'll definitely be at a discounted rate, in my opinion. Nice, nice. All right. So you guys, man, the offensive side of the ball, you guys are loaded right now. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to I'm going to take the patient approach and kind of stay true to the board, kind of let things fall. Uh, I'm going to go offensive line here. And again, I think Gary has mentioned it. It's kind of hard not to have a little bit of a Ravens lens on when we do this kind of thing, even though I'm supposed to kind of just be doing it in a vacuum. But uh, on the offensive line, I'm going to go uh, Steve Avila. Mm. Uh, from TCU. Um, there was a lot of guys there uh, on the offensive line who had a good week. I forget whether it was the national team or the American team, but I, I know Jim Nagy, I think, tweeted a clip of the guys at the game, and he's like, all he was either all five of them or four of the five that he thought were going to be like starters, first-year starters in the NFL. Uh, so I know Avila was one. Darnell Wright was one. Cody Mock, I think, was one. Um but a bunch of guys who he just thought were, you know, I hate using the term pro ready because these guys are all prospects. They, none of them have played in the pros. I don't know anybody's completely pro ready. But you just look at the body type. You look at the way that they move. You look at the way that they performed in one-on-ones. You look at the way that they performed in their game tape, you know, back at their schools throughout the year. And for me, Avila, just a solid dude, man, just a solid dude inside at guard. Obviously, we know the Ravens probably have – an opening at left guard if Ben Powers walks in free agency, which, you know, we kind of feel he might, even though I guess you could look back last year, Brady Bozeman, we all thought, all right, yeah, he's definitely out of here. He's going to get a good deal. He got a deal, but it didn't turn out to be as good as maybe we all thought it was going to be. So sometimes you never know what that kind of thing. Um, so I'm working under that assumption, but I think he's a guy who you could just play uh, and insert right into the lineup from day one, right? Just powerful guy, uh, enough mobility, you look at the offense that we we know now that they're going to be running with with Todd Monken and um, you know obviously Avia comes from TCU an offense that probably has some air raid principles mixed in there um, so it should be sort of a comfortable transition for him um, so that's my pick I'm going offensive line going to guard I thought about tackle because man I love Darnell Wright I got to tell you watching a lot of Tennessee tape I really wasn't watching it for him but just watching a lot of Tennessee. I'm just like, man, I really like that guy, particularly that game against Will Anderson. He kind of pitched a shutout on Will, Will Anderson in that game, and he's just big and nasty. You know, I love dudes like that. But anyway, uh, I feel bad in some ways because there's definitely some some really good tackle prospects. But, you know, I had that Ravens hat on, that Ravens lens on, drinking the purple Kool-Aid. <laughs> We're going to flip it back over to you, Kerry. We're now in the fourth round. It's your pick. Yeah, I got a little nervous when you said offensive line. I thought you were going to take my guy. But then you did. Tackle? So 
Um, I'm going to uh, – you mentioned the guy, but you didn't take him. I'm going with Cody Ma. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know, a guy, former tackle, um, probably going to kick inside to left guard in, in the pros, um, you know, athletic, smooth, kind of easy-moving kind of guy, has the temperament. Um, you know, you would like to see uh, him kind of dominate a little more. Um, I'm interested to see – get him in a pro um, conditioning uh, program. Can he pack on a little more? Because um, it's not that he's not physical. You would just want to see more instances of kind of um, domination in, in that sense. But, um, you know, it's again, you know, can't help but have that Ravens lens. You think about how much zone um, you see with, with Todd Monken and you think about Linderbaum um, playing in that. And so, you know, a guy like Cody Mock sticking him at left guard in that situation, it, it you know, it's something that you kind of gravitate to, even though you're watching it and you're trying to be objective and you're trying to put a uh, just a grade outside of what you want to see from the player. But it's hard to not have that kind of Ravens lands on it. So um, going with uh, with Cody Mock in the fourth round. All right. Chris. We're up to your pick. There's the current state of things right now. All right. So I think it's time to finally dip my toes in the defensive pool. Mm. And uh, I'm going to go with a big boy here. I'm going to go with Keanu Benton. Okay. Uh, he, he's a guy who, you know, creates that interior pressure. Um, he probably had one of the top performances uh, of the week down at the senior bowl. Uh, he was a guy who was wreaking havoc, uh, showing it, it kind of reminded me of the Devontae Wyatt week where, you know, Devontae Wyatt wasn't really asked to rush that much at Georgia. And then when he gets down at the senior bowl, he's showing moves, he's layering stuff, he's setting dudes up. And you kind of see the same thing with Keanu Benton where he wasn't asked to do that in school. You know, he, he wasn't asked to do that. And, you know, at the next level, you kind of, you know, take the reins off a little bit and just let him do his thing, let him work, you know, let the big man eat, so to speak. And, uh, you know, at, you know, six foot three, 312 pounds, you know, that that's a dude who can create some havoc on the inside. So um, I'm looking to, to get the Joe Burrows and the, the, the uh, Patrick Mahomes off their spot. So I'm going with Ben. Okay, nice. Get the big man on the inside, some pass rush. Some run stopping ability. We play the play the run on the way to the passer. Um, I think I'm gonna stay defense because again, it's just the way that the board's been falling. So I'm just gonna go ahead and polish it off at the linebacker spot. And I'm thinking I'm gonna go back to the senior bowl here, just trying to check my board. Do I wanna go to the shrine? Nah, I'm gonna go senior and I'm gonna go with Day uh Dayon Henley. Um Washington State linebacker, a little bit, you know, maybe undersized in some people's eyes, six foot two thirty. But when you watched his week of practice there at the Senior Bowl, particularly in the one on ones with the running backs and the tight ends, just sticky, <laughs> just on everybody, right? Ever able to stay with everybody? Um, a guy who I think was a former safety, um, I think either before Washington State or maybe at Washington State. And they kind of converted him to a linebacker. And that's kind of what linebacker is in the league right now. you got to be able to cover people. 
I mean, obviously, you know, there's always going to be some element of playing the run at linebacker, but uh, so much of that now is more about being able to run. Uh, and then, you know, you also have to have some ability to rush the passer and you have to, you have to be able to cover people. If you want to stay on the field as a linebacker in the way the NFL game is played now, you've got to be able to cover. And so I think that's why I really gravitated towards him as my, for my pick with linebacker, because he's a guy who has those kind of natural coverage skills coming from being a safety. Uh, and I think he's somebody we're going to be able to have out on the field and not have to worry about getting too much of a mismatch on. So that's going to be my pick, which takes us back to you, Carrie, which I guess we're in the fifth round. I don't even know if it matters, uh, but it's your pick now. <laughs> All right. I'm going to stick on the defensive side. Um, kind of cheating a little bit because it's, it's going to be my linebacker pick, but, you know, viewing him more as an edge, even though he's light, Isaiah Land. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking again, get, trying to get to the quarterback. He's light but he's explosive and that motor runs. So I want to get him in my program. I want to see if I can pass some weight on him. But in the short term, I want to use him on third down um, and see what I can get out of him, you know, 15 snaps a game, and then just try to pile on. But, you know, he's a guy that I think that you can probably get in the mid to later rounds. People are going to be scared because of that size. I'm going to lean into it, lean into the, those traits, um, see if I can unleash them on special teams, see if I can, you know, create some things there. Um, but, you know, uh, again, I, I'm trying to get to the quarterback. Love it. Love it. All right, Chris, you're up. Oh, I think you're on mute. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Um, I'm going back to the offensive side of the ball. And uh, I'm going with one of my big uglies, uh, Osiris Torrance. All right, all right. Uh, you know, one of the biggest dudes down there. Um, you know, I think he measured in at 336, I think it was, off the top of my head. And, uh, you know, he was dominant, you know, the whole week. Uh, there were guys trying to bull rush him, wasting your time. Uh, there were guys <laughs> trying to get cute with him, and it just it wasn't working. And you know, there, there were some things on tape that I saw that, you know, they, I think he answered some questions because when you look at him in Florida, you could tell he kind of had a little extra weight. It was a little bit sloppier than it was at the Senior Bowl. And you see him at the Senior Bowl and his footwork is looking clean. Uh, he's looking nice and trim so for, you know, 336, as trim as you could be. And um, I, I thought he played very well. And I, I think he made a, a really valid case for him if he wasn't already to I think he submitted his spot as uh, OG one in his class. He did have a very good week. Um, there was a, I don't remember if he's one of the guys who's working with Duke Manyweather. I know there's a couple other guys. I want to say Jalen Duncan, Darnell Wright. I don't know if Osiris was or not, but um, he had like four or five dudes there, and you could definitely see uh, that they had been working with him to work on some things that you know maybe were little things they might. Uh, need to clean up on tape and guys just looked comfortable you know I, I think the biggest guy that kind of stood out to me was Jalen Duncan like he looked like a different dude there especially in the one-on-ones because when you saw him in Maryland sometimes just his hands were just no bueno and uh, you know for a guy who was as athletic as him and moves the way that he does you you didn't expect him to kind of have some of the the losses that he had there on tape but he did not look like that um, 
at the senior bowl that week of practice. Wanye Morris, too, another dude. I think he's another one of Duke's guys, another athletic dude at tackle. So uh, there might be some sleepers at tackle in this class. I know people, you know, kind of don't look at it as a very good tackle class, but you got some athletic dudes who, you know, maybe just kind of need a little bit more fine tuning. And, you know, you never know what you might get there. Um, all right. So I think I'm going to go to offense now. I've I've not <laughs> I drafted an offensive player up to this point. <laughs> so we're going to have to get there at some point, right? We can't just have all defensive players. Um, and so I don't know if this is going to be considered a cheat or not because he didn't play at the senior bowl because he was injured, but he was on the roster and he was invited. He actually went there. Uh, and it counts. And yeah, it's all he did. You know, he did interviews and stuff like that. But I'm going to do Hendon Hooker. I'm going to go with Hendon Hooker at quarterback. Uh, you um, got <laughs> hey, you got I, I almost didn't because I was I was thinking I might lean into the whole Malik Cunningham thing and say, hey, say whatever you want about size, about not being a passer. We're just going to put the ball in his hands and just watch like electric stuff happen. <laughs> so I almost <laughs> went there. Uh, but no, nah, I'm going to I'm going to go with Hendon. Um, I think we all saw the kind of tear that he was on uh, when he was healthy at Tennessee this year. Um, just, you know, bombs over Baghdad to the receivers he had there, whether it was Jalen Hyatt, whether it was Cedric Tillman, when he came back from injury, Brew McCoy. I mean, he just had a bunch of dudes. He was throwing the ball all around the yard too. So uh, I'm going with Hendon Hooker at quarterback. I know that he's coming off the injury, but, you know, we feel like the, the rehab prognosis is looking good. So we're going to roll the dice. So we're back to you, Kevin. Well, real All quick, right. um, Hendon Hooker might have been, even though he didn't throw, he might have still been the best quarterback there just <laughs> on, <laughs> on one leg. Yeah, I told Kerry, for me, I was looking at Hooker. I was looking at Malik because I was thinking, all right, I, I, he's small. Yeah, people say he's not a passer, but he's going to just make electric stuff happen with the ball in his hands. Or I thought about going with DTR. thought about going to the Shrine Bowl and getting DTR. But in the end, I went with Hooker. Yeah, man, I like Hooker, man. I, 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 I can't get away from the Geno Smith comp with him. There's just so much Geno there, man. I, like, I, he's a dude I really, really hope he gets a shot. I hope he gets drafted high enough where the capital is enough where he gets a legit shot and he lands in a good spot, you know, in a good system. And I, you know, I'm really rooting for that dude. But um, but yeah, you're you're back up. Yep. So I'm going to jump in back to defense, um, going with a defensive back. I'm not sure if this dude's name is Jamie or Jamie Robinson. <laughs> I, I know why you're saying that, because you look at the way it's failed. Right, it yeah. Like Jamie. I think it's Jamie. Okay. Yeah, for I, Florida I like State. Better, I think he's one of those dudes that gets overlooked in the draft process because, you know, he's a little undersized. You know, he's not the natural, too deep kind of safety that everybody's looking for now. And I think what happens with these dudes is they become mid to later round values because, hey, just play them close to the line. Play them on special teams. Lean in on what they do well. And you're gonna get a quality football player on your team. Like everybody's gonna want to have a dude like this on his team that's physical, that's instinctive like this, that that you know you can move around a bit 
you know, up near the line. You know, it's hard, man. Think about it. Think about with the Ravens, you know, before um, Marcus Williams. We won't say the the previous free safety. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, think about how hard a time they had trying to find a a center field safety with range. I mean, those guys aren't just out there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but there's good football players that may not just have that range. So, just don't don't block yourself off, you know, from good football players just because they don't they don't check every single box. This is a dude that's going to come in and is going to compete. Like I say, he's going to be physical. He's going to be tough. Play him on special teams. Play him around the line. Uh, you know, with as much as three wide receiver, multi tight end sets as we have in the league, you can't tell me you can't find a spot for this guy to play and sub package. So uh, that's my pick. Yeah, and think about how crazy that South Carolina secondary was. I know he's at Florida State now, but he transferred. So he was at South Carolina with Cam Smith and Darius Rush and Jamie Robinson all in the same backfield. Yeah, at the same time. And he did a little bit of that, um, you know, sort of lining up in different spots. He played some safety there. He played some nickel there um, at South Carolina. So he definitely is a guy who I think has the ability to do that. But, yeah, that was was a crazy uh, secondary that they had there. Um, All right, Chris, you're up. All right, so um, I'm going. I got my weapons now. I got to get somebody to get them the ball, and um, I'm going with somebody you mentioned, and that is DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson, uh, Shrine Bowl guy. Uh, you know, when you look at the reports, they said a lot of people said he did not look like a dude who should be there. That he should probably should have been at the Senior Bowl, and when you look at the Senior Bowl performances, hard to argue with that. Uh, you know, DTR, he's a guy that came in, uh, into college, you know, with a lot of fanfare. Um, he was an elite 11 guy. Uh, you know, it's kind of been up and down for him, but, uh, it's similar to, to Brett Hundley, Brett Hundley's career where, you know, started off, you know, with a bang, then kind of, you know, dipped into the Valley and then kind of jumped back up again. And, and I think we saw some maturity and some growth from him this year. You know, he, took more of a leadership role, um, and, and he was pretty much asked to do everything on that team. And, you know, he's a guy who we obviously know he can run the ball, but he could also throw vertically as well. And uh, I, I think a guy like that, uh, he, he can definitely, with some seasoning, he, he can, you know, maybe he won't be, you know, a high-end quarterback, but I think he could be someone who can maybe be a Tyler Huntley plus, because I think he's a better athlete than Tyler. I think he can throw the ball vertically better than Tyler. Um, it's just, can he just be more consistent with his decision-making? And and I think you have someone along those lines who can be a high-end a high end backup, but maybe even a fringe starter in certain cases, you know, after some, some time the season on the bench a little bit. I like that pick. He was, he was on my QB board. Uh, so I definitely like that pick. All right. I'm, I've exhausted, like I said before, I've exhausted all the defensive players. So now I'm, I'm, being, I'm being forced <laughs> to pick offensive players. So I'm going to go to the Shrine Bowl and I'm going to grab a wide receiver and I'm going to grab Artorian, better known as A.T. Perry uh, from Wake Forest. He was one of the senior guys for me, senior wide receivers, him, um, Cedric Tillman at Tennessee, probably a couple other guys, but those two. Were kind of like two of the like big body senior wide receiver types 
who really kind of stood out to me as I was watching wide receivers. Uh, you know, full disclosure, I've watched a lot more defensive players, shocker, uh, than offensive players. But I have watched, you know, a decent amount of wide receivers. And when I will watch Perry, um, a guy with legitimate size, he's a legit 6'3". It's not a tender profile on the school website 6'3". It is a officially measured 6'3", um, you know, who, who moves well for a taller guy, a guy who's over 200 pounds. Uh, but, you know, he can expand the strike zone for your quarterback with that catch radius. Uh, like I said, he, he moves pretty well, um, getting in and out of breaks for a taller guy and can also do some things after the catch. You know, if he can, you know, maybe break a tackle or you take a bad angle on him, um, you know, and he gets a runway in front of him, with those long strides, you know, he kind of build up some speed and, and can be a hard guy to, to, to chase down from behind. So, again, maybe a little bit of a Ravens lens on there in terms of the bigger body wide receiver type. Uh, but that's the pick for me at wide receiver, A.T. Perry. Back to you, Kerry. Oh, did Kerry freeze up? Oh, yeah, he did. He might have lost him for a minute. He'll probably jump back in. Let me now make – oh, here he is. There you go. All right, he's back. All right, Kerry, we got you. Back for your pick. <laughs> All right, so I purposely I did this in in kind of fantasy football fashion, won a late round quarterback, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna probably surprise because you guys left for you know some talents, more talented guys on the board, but I'm going with Clayton Toon mm. as my quarterback. Um, his game is quiet. His game is poised. Um, I think he's a guy that has enough mobility to kind of get out of the way. And I think he's going to be in the Brock Purdy mode of if I have a good infrastructure, this guy can come in and just keep the the ship steady. You know, he's not a guy I'm drafted to be my starter. Um, I'm not going to put too much on him to try to, you know, put up a bunch of points or, you know, lead us for eight games out of a year. But I think I can, if I got the infrastructure, if I got the running game, my system is sound, I think he can he can get me uh, through a couple games. And, you know, when you're drafting dudes in the sixth round, if you can get that, that's a win. Absolutely. I, I kind of peeped the, the fantasy approach you had here. Late round QB, saving the tight end towards the last pick. <laughs> I definitely peeped the fantasy approach to this. And, uh, hey, look. You guys both are loaded on offense um, and, and have good defensive players, too. So, Chris, you're up next. Um, I'm going to go with a uh, linebacker. And uh, because I love my country, I'm going with uh, Andre Carter. OK. Uh, All right. out, of, out of Army. Um, he's a guy, you know, He right now he's pretty lean right now. Uh, he has a frame. They say a year, a year away from being a year away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that type physically, because yeah, I, I, I just I, I think the rations at Army they they weren't you know <laughs> they weren't up to par with with being able to give him the right nutrition because uh, he's he's a little light in the pants and uh, you can see it during the Senior Bowl week. But you know uh, when you talk about a guy that has some you know physical tools as far as uh, athleticism and just being able to to be flexible and 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 bend, uh, he he's up there. You know, right now, what he's what he needs is just a little bit of a sand in his pants. Uh, add on some strength to be able to uh, threaten with uh, you know speed to power convert that uh, against offensive linemen. But 
you know, right now he he's a guy that uh, similar, like uh, almost almost physically similar to uh, uh, Adafi Owe in that sense. A guy who's you know really athletic, just kind of still needs to put things together and and just pack on a little bit more strength in them. And I think you could really have a, a nice edge rusher on your hands. And not even just an edge rusher, but a guy who's kind of like in that Anthony Barr type type of mold where, where you can move him around and, and play him in multiple places. Yeah, I mean, I like the, the projection with him because you look at, you know, where he measured in at. Was he 6'6", 252, 34-inch arms? Like you said, it's really just a weight thing with him. And they talked about it during Senior Bowl week, how they have limitations at Army on how much they can do in the weight room. Mm. Like, so certain guys just, you know, aren't aren't going to be able to get to maybe the place they could get in terms of physical de- uh, physical development if they were at like a Georgia or some either, you know, sort of non, non-service academy school. So some of it could just be that. I mean, he certainly looks like he's got the frame to hold more weight where you can maybe see him get to like, 260 maybe even 270 um and and still be able to move and that's scary when you think about a guy who could be that size who can move the way that he moves and uh was it this year or last year where he had like some crazy amount of production i want to say he had definitely yeah last year last year he had double digit sacks i want to say even this year he had like seven so you know a guy who's shown you know that he can rush the passer and, and get after it that way and like you said just in terms of his nfl projection it's just going to be about trying to bulk up and you know putting on some muscle and uh, not losing any of his athleticism so you know in in a in a year or two you you could really have uh something special there all right where am i i'm still picking offensive guys um i'm gonna go running back here and i think i'm gonna go with eric gray out of Oklahoma, um, a guy who I had seen a little bit of because, like I said, I'd watched some offensive line players too, and I'd watch Wanye Morris. So I, you know, watching the offensive line, obviously you're, you're going to see the running back here or there. Um, but I didn't really focus on him that much. And then I saw the week that he had on the Shrine Bowl, and I was like, all right, let me go back and watch a little bit more. And he's a guy who's got some juice. You know, he's got a little bit of juice. He can definitely shake uh, <laughs> a little bit. He's not the easiest guy. Uh, to get on the ground or to size up even in the hole. Like that's something that kind of always catches my eye when you're in the hole and you can make an unblocked guy, an unblocked defender miss in the hole, then, you know, you, you might be cooking with some grease. So, um, you know, always looking for playmakers, looking for guys who you can just put the ball in their hands and they can just make something happen. And, you know, I think he kind of fits that bill. So I think we're going into the final round here. Yeah, I see everybody's got one pick left, so we're back up to the top. We carry at tight end for his final pick. Yeah, and I'm going with a guy that um, I think is sneaking under the radar a little bit because the tight end class is so crazy this year. Uh, Cameron Latu, uh, Alabama. You know, not an overwhelmingly flashy guy, not, you know, 4-4 speed, any of that kind of um, thing, but um, just solid all around. Um, there's nothing he's not going to be able to do as far as, you know, playing in line, playing in the slot, um, you know, knowing where he needs to be, sitting down in zones, that kind of thing. And he has the size. So, you know, I think he's going to be a very, very solid uh, later round pick. 
And, you know, in true fantasy fashion, I'm going late round tight end <laughs> and getting my guy with the last pick. I like it. I like it. He's a guy that whenever you watch Alabama, you know, you see him run routes, create just enough separation, get open. You see Bryce Young kind of find him as kind of like an outlet guy. Um, you know, he just shows up. You know what I mean? So um, I think that's a solid. If you're saying, hey, this is my my last pick, I get to, to come away with a guy like that. I think that's a solid pick. All right, Chris, you have your last pick. You're at the DB position. So I'm going with uh, a twin here. I'm going with Sidney Brown okay. out of Illinois. Uh, this dude, he just it, it, he just fits the mold of what I like a DB to be. You know, just all around. Just it doesn't matter if, if it's in the backfield. Doesn't matter if it's on the the back end. Doesn't matter if it's across the middle of the field. He's involved in the play, and I, I love those type of players who who play with that kind of tenacity and just always seem to have a knack for for making a play on the ball. And and that's that's what he is. And he's a guy you know he'll stick his nose in there if he has to. He's not the biggest safety in the world, but. He will stick his nose in there if he has to. He'll cover the tight end. He'll shoot. He he was covering wide receivers better than some of the cornerbacks were. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know he's a guy that has a ton of physical ability. Uh, you know he doesn't move like a safety. Watching him, you know, cover some of these wide receivers, he did not have the feet of safety. He had the feet of cornerback. And uh, I think he's one of those Swiss Army type of cats, uh, like a like a Jalen Petrie who can just sprinkle and do a little bit of it all. On it on the defensive side of the ball, so um, I'm I'm going with Sidney Brown for my last pick. All right, I like it. I like it. All right, I think I'm at tight end now. Okay. All right, I got to check with the judges here because this could be another cheating situation. Uh, <laughs> and if it is, that's cool because I got a plan B. Uh, I got a backup uh, if, if this is deemed uh, a foul. All right, so this guy is the Senior Bowl. He's listed as a wide receiver. He played wide receiver the first day, but then after the second day, he started playing tight end. <laughs> so they actually had him with the tight end group, and that's Elijah Higgins. So if you guys will allow that, then I'll take Elijah Higgins. If not, I can go to the Shrine Bowl and take Princeton Font. I was, I, I, I'm more than happy to take Princeton Font. So it's up to you two. I'm, I'm, I'm getting word right now, and the judges say they allow it. Okay. Okay, Gary. <laughs> yeah, I'm Good. down. Yeah, I allow. Yeah, because they they switched him. That's how much they were like. Uh, you know, I think the scouts and the teams they were like, could we see this dude at tight end? Because wide receiver, it ain't it ain't really looking the way it's supposed to. Can we see him running with the tight ends? And he's a guy again, not not the biggest guy when you put him in the tight end group. I think he was like six two, two twenty eight, something like that. Big wide receiver. You put him in the tight ends, and you say, okay, he's not 6'4", 6'5", he's not 240, 250, but one of those move-type guys, you know, and that's the reason that I like Princeton Font, too, because I think he's around the same. He's like 6'1", 220-ish. I like those kind of hybrid H-back, tight end, maybe big um, slot-type guys who move a little bit better than kind of like your traditional tight ends, aside from, you know, like the high, high high-end guys. Like, we're not talking about, like, your Travis Kelsey's, but – you know, your guys who are a little bit more of your traditional wide tight ends, do a little blocking, do a little catching. I think they move a little bit better than those guys, um, but they're probably not like dominant, dominant point of attack blockers. But you can move them around. We've seen it with the Ravens, some of the stuff that they've done um, with tight ends like Mark Andrews, where you really don't want Andrews doing a ton of blocking. 
but you can use him kind of to get him out there in space, kind of those arc blocks on uh, DBs every now and then a linebacker. Um, and you, you get, especially if you're going to be doing what you see in the college game with so much quick stuff and screen games, you get those guys blocking at the point of attack on a cornerback. Okay. Now a six, one, six, two, 220 pound dude. That's a problem for a quarterback uh, to have to deal with. So I just like the flexibility that those guys give you. And so that's why I'm going with Elijah Higgins. So we've completed the draft. Uh, we talked about tweeting these teams out and then doing a little poll too. So, you know, we'll, we'll probably share each one of our teams and then people can kind of vote on, you know, which, which team they like and, and who they think kind of won the draft. Um, one thing I wanted to do though, and um, this can kind of just be for the pod. We, I might not put it out as uh, in the tweet. We'll see. Uh, one more, one more round where we just go through and it just give you like an honorable mention guy, right? Somebody who you maybe wanted to have on your team, uh, who was like, you were right there on the fence between him and another guy, but you know, you, you decided to go with the other guy. So let's start with you, Carrie. Is there any, like, it could be any position, any one other guy where you're like, you know, I kind of wanted to find a place for this guy on the squad, but just, you know, didn't, didn't have the space to do it. Yeah. Another guy, another bag, big bag. I like Tavion Thomas, man. Ooh, yes, from Utah. Yeah, yes, sir. I like him, man. When I watched him, um, always falling forward, um, I think he has a good sense of when to be patient and when he needs to be urgent, you know, at, at pressing a line of scrimmage. Um, he, he's shifty. Like, for a big guy, he's got mm-hmm. some, sh- um, you know, some shiftiness to him. And, you know, I, I think he's going to be a really, really – quality pit for somebody man I, I i came out liking that dude a lot a whole lot yeah i was watching him because quite honestly i was a little afraid of what was going to happen with gus edwards because of the raven salary cap situation so i was like all right we need another 230 <laughs> 240 pound dude in here uh so i started watching him and yeah i saw the same things that you saw i said a guy who for a guy his size who you would expect to kind of be the hammer and always fall forward also had you know quick enough feet you know, to kind of make some cuts and not yeah. lose speed, not have to come to like a complete stop, you know, to cut and change the direction. I was like, okay, it's not quite Gus, but you know, if, if, if he's not here, which God forbid, please, <laughs> but if for some reason that doesn't happen, uh, he, he would not be a, he would not be a guy I'd be upset with uh, seeing come in and have a chance to make the roster. What about you, Chris? Any honorable mention guy for you? Uh, yeah, the honorable mention guy for me is uh, another Stanford dude is uh, Michael Wilson. Uh, you know, he's a guy who, you know, you could say was one of the best performers there as well. Um, you know, he was rotting dudes up. He was able to actually answer some some questions about his speed and being able to to go deep. And, uh, you know, we, we saw him go deep and be able to get behind cornerbacks. Uh, not the fastest guy in the world, but. He had enough juice and, you know, the, the route running was able to create that separation that you need and, and showing folks that it's not just about speed. You know, you, you have to be able to layer moves together and be able to pace and know when to throttle down and then know when to kind of, you know, Vin Diesel and hit that Nas button. And, uh, you know, I think he showed that and, and put it on full display down there at Mobile. Favorite right. of um, uh, honorary fourth deep cover um co-host matt wallman has okay. some really nice things to say about him thought that he is one of the two or three best route runners in the class he had a good week for sure you can definitely see some of that uh at the senior bowl 
And then I think for for all of us, it probably made us all go back and maybe watch a little bit of Stanford tape and say, all right, let me see what this looks like on tape. And it was pretty good on tape, too. I think, you know, the thing for him, uh, Dane mentioned this was the medicals. You know, when you you have a guy who's missed more games than he's played in uh, due to injury, yeah. that's something that is going to be big for him. But, you know, he looked good at the senior bowl. I, by all accounts, he was healthy there. So hopefully um, he doesn't have anything that is going to be like lingering. Uh, that shows up during the medicals because, um, yeah, I, I would love to see him uh, with the Ravens or anywhere. But, you know, maybe with the <laughs> Ravens uh, to 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 get a shot to compete, uh, to be in their wide receiver group. All right, for me, I could go a lot of different ways. I feel the pressure to go Riley Moss, but I'm not going to go Riley Moss. <laughs> uh, I could go Tank Dale. I could go Dontavian Wicks. I'm going to go Julius Prince, the corner from K-State. Uh, he was a guy who – you know, I watched him on tape and you just look at him, right? You see the physical dimension. You see a guy who, what is he, 6'3? I think he was like 6'3, uh, maybe a little bit over two and some change at the senior bowl. And you just wonder, you know, can a guy with that kind of size at corner, how fluid is he? You know, is he going to be stiff? Is he going to be tight? And I, I think there were times on tape where I couldn't really decide. I was like, mm, I see you know, some, some movement that's a little bit better than I expected. But then I think I also see maybe a little bit of tightness, but then he got there and he didn't look tight at all at the senior bowl. I mean, getting out of breaks with guys, uh, you know, he had a couple routes almost like Darius rush where it looked like he read, you know, he ran the route for the wide receiver. And I think another big thing for me with him was, you know, how physical could he be? Cause he kind of has a, even though he's six, three, two Oh two, he has a really lean build. And so, I'm like, you know, what's he going to do when guys start putting hands on him? You know, when he goes up against another physical dude. So I think he had a rep or two against Rishi Rice, which was a good kind of look because Rishi likes to get his hands on people and get physical. Uh, and, and Brent's was right there. You know, he held his own. So I think he had a really good showing. Uh, so he's another guy um, who I, him and Tyreek Stevenson, I definitely would have liked to have both of them on the team. And I could go Tyreek here, too, but I'm going to go Julius Brent's. So we've got our teams. Like I said, we'll tweet all that out. We'll do the little poll, see what people think. But I think it was fun. I think it was fun. What do you guys think about uh, that exercise? You think it's something that uh, maybe becomes a an annual tradition, or is it like, oh, I don't know, man. Maybe that just needs to be a one-off. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. I thought it was no, I like it a lot, man. Okay. Yeah, and it, it's, it's crazy because if you do it, like if you look at some of the names that we left off, like, if two weeks ago we would have looked at these teams that we've all drafted and you're like, wait, why isn't Rishi Rice on yours? And it's like, well, you know, he's kind of disappointed. You know, he, you know, measured in almost two inches shorter than he actually is. Didn't really create any separation down there. It was it was a rough week for, for Rishi Rice. And, you know, he was coming in as probably the top senior wide receiver and didn't really perform so it's it's always fun to see the guys who can sneak uh, sneak in and, and grab your attention versus the guys who you were excited to see and didn't quite perform as well as you you thought they would for sure what are you gonna say Kerry? You, you, you think it's yeah and like um uh, chris mentioned Rishi rice um jaron hall is another one mm. I almost went with him but you know because i mean he has a lot of natural ability natural arm talent but yeah, he left a lot to be desired, and you know that that's it's not a good setting to um, to show those things because you know it's it's hard enough 
at quarterback trying to make it, you know, once you get some dings on you, man, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to come back from uh, sometimes. So, you know, definitely a guy that's got talent, but, you know, a lot to clean up. Yeah, and those guys still have an opportunity, right? Whether uh, the guys who got a combine invite, right? They can kind of go there and, and and impress with their testing. Hopefully, you know, have good medicals. They get a chance to meet with teams. So there's still a chance to yeah. kind of check another box in the process um, that can be favorable for them. And then, of course, you know, once they're with their team, however they get there, where, you know, wherever that that is in the draft or even after the draft, all of that don't matter no more. Now, like I say, it's always then it's a, it's me versus you when we on the field and all that other stuff don't matter. And if I go out there and I ball and you know I beat you more consistently than you beat me, then I'm probably going to earn a spot on a team. And then from there, it's it's kind of sky's the limit, you know. I mean, sometimes there's some politics with you know where guys are drafted and the opportunities that they get. But if you do like you know, I mean, you can pick any number of guys that you can think of, and I'm not doing this to like rub salt in the wound or anything for Ravens fan. But you think about George Pickens, right? And the stuff that you heard about him during Steelers training camp, just mossing dudes daily. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> can cover him, you know? Not that he was in any jeopardy of making the team, but, you know, just the guy that you say, okay, how is he going to work his way into their wide receiver rotation? Where is he, you know, where is he going to kind of fit in with um, downfield Deontay? And when they still had – um the big Canadian dude, I'm blanking on his name now, uh, <laughs> before they traded him. Uh, you just There you go, Claypool. I was trying to see where Pickens was going to fit in. Well, he showed, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a one. I need to be yeah. the guy out here, you know. So any of that could happen for any of these guys. You know, you get on the team and, and you know, you just ball your ass off and, hey, you force the hand, right? Coach got to put you out yeah. there. They got to play you. So even if, you know, maybe they have some, some you know, down parts, um, of this process, there's still that opportunity, you know, to really kind of show um, who you are and what you can do. So no, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, maybe we can, we can do it again. And I think drafts are just fun. Anyway, I know we do like a, a couple different drafts on the show and have done them over the years. And it's just kind of a fun way to, to talk about players and kind of debate pros and cons and see how, what people are thinking. Um, I think that's always cool. So I think now we're gonna we're gonna do a little shifting of gears, and uh, yeah, I think we talked about making this a two part episode. So we're gonna pretend like we're doing like a whole nother intro right now, but we're not really doing a whole nother intro. <laughs> but it is gonna be a whole nother show because we're gonna be talking about a totally different topic. See how I'm just you won't even hear it. You won't even know the end of this. Now